Welcome to season three of Pause, Reflect, and Learn with Katie. I am happy to return to the podcast after being away for a few weeks. Anyone working in the canine field can relate when I say it is crazy busy. And I am not complaining. I love my job, but I had to put a few things on hold until I could catch my breath. In today's episode, we are going to discuss how to teach dogs to accept treats gently and politely. But before we begin on our topic, I have today's trivia question of the week. B.F. Skinner's approach to learned conditioned behavior is called A. Behavior conditioning, B. Operant conditioning, C. Classical conditioning. I'm going to give you a moment to think about that, and I will give you the answer as soon as I return. Today's trivia question, which was B.F. Skinner's approach to learned conditioned behavior is called, if you guessed operant conditioning, you are correct. Operant conditioning relies on the actions of the learner. If the learner acts in a certain way, they will receive a reward or consequence depending on what was asked of them. The choice is voluntary. Thank you for play.howstuffworks.com for today's trivia question. Now, let's get to the topic. Food is hands down one of the most popular motivators in dog training. One scenario where food can be a problem is when your dog nips you while eagerly snatching treats from your hand. Not only does it make it unpleasant for you to feed your dog by hand, it can lead to injury for anyone who interacts with your dog and cause trouble for the owner and the dog. Here are some reasons dogs take food from our hands so hard and some tips to help resolve the issue. But before I start providing the reasoning, I want to acknowledge that some cases of rough treat retrieval can be resolved easier than others. So once I get through this list and some tips that will help, I will also provide training exercises. So let's get to the list. Number one, we are pinching food between our fingers. When delivering treats to your dog, do so with an open hand rather than holding food in between your pinched fingers. Dogs don't necessarily know how to remove the food from your fingers when it's pinching without nipping your skin. Feeding dogs on the palm of your hand provides a flat surface and often slows the dog and gets them to take the treat gently. When feeding from the palm of your hand, cup your hand slightly to prevent the food from dropping to the floor while the dog retrieves it. While many dogs will use their tongue to remove the food from a flat hand instead of their teeth, this method is not the end-all be-all because I have had the skin on the palm of my hand nipped by more than one dog. So we're going to have to do a little bit more training for the dogs that still bite you. Number two, treats that we're offering are way too good. If a dog takes food from your hand in a rough manner, refrain from feeding your dog high-value treats from your hand until the dog learns to take the treat properly. It's important to know that a high-quality treat could be meat, raw food, freeze-dried food, dog kibble, or any dry dog bone. The value of the treat is determined by the dog's desire to eat it. I know a dog who would only work for milk bones, while many others prefer a meaty treat or cheese. 
So in order for this to work, I would try with a treat that is, in your dog's opinion, low value. And when your dog does a good job, you can move up to a little bit more high value treat and then continue going until you're giving your dog something that they greatly enjoy and take it from your hand properly. Number three, the dog is hungry. In most instances, training a hungry dog works better than training a dog who has just eaten their dinner. When we train dogs to take treats in a gentle manner, the lesson is actually more effective when the dog is not hungry. Number four, the dog is excited or lacks impulse control. The dog could also be stressed or be a fearful dog. So we're gonna break this down one at a time. There are dogs who are stressed when other dogs are nearby and food is being distributed. This is true during mealtime and even when you hand feed dogs. This doesn't apply only to dogs with resource guarding issues. Feeding with other dogs around can cause stress for any dog, especially when the other dogs are pushy or more assertive in snatching food from others. This stress can lead dogs to lunge and tear food from your hand. Because in the dog's mind, they're going to get the food before the other dog has a chance. Some trainers suggest when you live in a multi-dog home or spend a great deal of time around other dogs, using your dog's name before providing the treat. This way the dog is secure in knowing when the treat belongs to him and when it doesn't. Well, I don't want to dispute this technique because I do agree with it. Another overzealous dog could push your dog out of the way and steal the treat before your dog gets it. So in that case, just putting the name beforehand may not be enough. And other dogs are not the only cause of stress for a dog in the presence of food. People can cause stress for a dog when food is around too. If your dog takes treats rough only when other dogs or people are around, you should consider putting distance between your dog and whatever the stressor is when hand feeding. This can be done by having dogs sit, go into a down, or even go to their place before you hand feed them. And of course, any dog who has exhibited resource guarding around bones or food should be separated anytime food or bones are offered. Not only can you or another person get bit, a dog fight could break out before you even know what happened. Moving on to excited dogs. They tend to take food more rough than calm dogs. These dogs are often high energy or worked up over an environment. They run up to grasp food and then take off again. Feeding an excited dog can pose a choking hazard for the dog. And in this case, the dog should sit and stay until they are calm. Only then should you feed your dog either from your hand or even from a bowl. If your current location proves to be too exciting for the dog and they cannot follow commands and cannot exhibit calmness, you should consider hand feeding your dog in a less exciting environment. As we move on to the fearful dog, I'm going to tell you a pet peeve of mine is asking a fearful dog to take a treat from someone they are uncomfortable with. This could be a family member, a stranger, or any other person that causes discomfort or fear for your dog. Asking your dog to take a treat from someone they're not comfortable with can cause conflict for the dog. They want the tasty treat, especially if it's a very high value treat, but they don't want to have to go near that person. And a dog who is brave enough to take the treat will likely do so fast so they can get away. And this will absolutely lead to torn skin or a painful nip, not to mention the other issues that can be caused by doing this. Number five, the delivery of the treat. Believe it or not, the way you deliver the treat to your dog makes a huge difference. Offering the treat overhead can cause the dog to jump up in order to reach that treat. 
And in this case, their front legs are off the ground and they likely start lowering themselves back to the ground before the treat has been released from your hand. Likewise, children and some adults want to feed the dog, but the sight of those canine teeth coming toward them cause panic and the treat is repeatedly dropped to the floor at the last minute. This causes the dog to dive onto the ground to grasp the falling treat. And then there's the people who want to feed from the hand, but they panic at the last minute and pull the hand and the treat away from the dog, maybe putting it close close to their chest or even over their head. Now, this will cause the dog to leap to try to get that treat from you. They could knock you over, they could scratch you, and they can nip you depending on the placement of your hand when you pull it away. So in both instances, these games are exciting for the dog. It can cause the dog to move quicker and to lunge forward in order to retrieve the treat before it falls on the floor or it disappears. Hand-fed food should be delivered level to the dog's mouth or even slightly lower so the dog can retrieve it without having to jump, without diving to the floor, and without moving quicker to retrieve the treat before again you drop it or it disappears. Number six, lacking bite inhibition or experience. It is important that every puppy learn bite inhibition in order for them to refrain from using too much mouth pressure when interacting with people and other dogs. While most puppies learn bite inhibition from their canine mother and litter mates, that is not always the case. For those who lack bite inhibition, it is up to the owner to teach them. Now moving on to experience, what do I mean by experience? If you allow your dog to tear treats out of your hand without teaching proper etiquette, how will your dog know it's wrong? Well, the answer, they won't. Dogs don't know that they're hurting you. They don't realize that they're hurting you when they jump up for treats. And if this behavior always ends in a food reward, they're never going to change the method because it works for them. They don't realize that they're doing anything wrong. They only learn that the behavior is unacceptable when the reward is withheld until a more desirable behavior is achieved. This is taught by consistently rewarding only when the dog takes the treat appropriately. Now, there are various ways that trainers teach dogs to take treats gentle. I'm going to discuss the methods that I use and I have found success with. And as always, every dog is different. While these methods I'm going to discuss work perfectly in most instances, there are some dogs who would benefit from another method. And I will mention the other methods at the conclusion of this episode. Words people typically use when teaching a dog to take a treat is easy or gentle. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong. It is good to give them a verbal cue. However, I prefer not to give any verbal cues because I expect the dog to always take food gently, not only when they hear the verbal cue. So here's my technique. I place a low value piece of food in my closed fist. And again, remembering low value according to the dog, not what you consider to be low value my hand will remain balled up in a fist with the food inside. Now, if the dog uses his teeth or paws to get the food, or if he muzzle punches me, which means they hit your hand with their nose, I will keep my hand closed. I will mark the behavior with a clicker 
or a verbal marker, which is yes, and slowly open my hand when I no longer feel teeth and instead feel one of the following. One, the dog licks my hand. Two, the dog smells my hand. Three, the dog pulls away from my hand. But what happens if after I open my fisted hand to reward the dog, the dog starts aggressively eating the food out of it? I will slowly back my hand away from the dog, straight away, not in an upward motion, it'll be straight, and I will close my fist or I'll place a finger over the remaining food so that the dog cannot get it. And I will then allow the dog to try again. He has got to stop biting my hand, but he also has to take the food from my open palm gently. Again, this method works best after the dog's meal and with little distraction. A dog who is not hungry will likely grasp the concept quicker than a dog who is hungry or a dog who feels that he has competition by other dogs in the area. Okay, now I have walked away with bruised knuckles from this technique. And I'll tell you that wearing gloves or even wrapping your hand in the sleeve of your sweatshirt can be helpful in protecting your fingers. If you use the sleeve of a sweatshirt, you're going to pull it over your hand and then you're going to place the food on the actual sleeve, not in your covered hand. Another method is using my open flat hand. In this case, I place the food between my fingers and hold the food in place with my thumb. My arm is by my side and moves straight forward to the dog rather than coming down over his head. Once again, the food is not released until the dog licks my hand, smells it without nipping, or when the dog moves away. And just as I did with the closed hand, I mark the behavior and then let the food rest on the palm of my hand so the dog can eat it. Now I've mentioned marking a behavior a few times. If you're not familiar with marking a behavior, we invite you to learn how by listening to episodes one and two of this podcast, which cover charging the mark and marker training. You can also find blogs on the subject at iscdt.com. I will provide the link to those blogs in the show notes. Remember, when practicing this, repetition and consistency is the key in teaching anything new to your dog. And until the dog learns to take food properly, children should not hand feed dogs. And this rule also applies to those who fear feeding dogs from their hand and those who drop food because they just don't like dogs touching their hands. In these situations, paste form food such as peanut butter can be fed to a dog on a spoon or in a feeding tube. Here are some of the other alternate training tips that I had told you at the beginning I would cover. The first one is when you hold food either in your closed fist, your open hand with the thumb covers, or between pinched fingers. If the dog nips or comes at you with an open mouth, you pull your hand away. Now I've seen this technique used a lot, and this method may be gentler on the skin than keeping your hand still while the dog is endlessly gnawing on it, but pulling your hand away as the dog closes his teeth around your hand or fingers could cause a tear in the skin. Many times the tear in the skin is not caused just by the dog putting his mouth or his teeth on your arm or hand, but rather it's from pulling that arm or hand out of the dog's mouth and having their canines catch the skin. Moving your hands or fingers away from a dog's mouth when they're trying to get a treat can also 
lead to a bite on torn skin. If you decide to use this technique, and I did say earlier that I will move my hand away from the dog if they try to retrieve the rewards too tough. If you're going to do it, you must do so by moving your hand straight back from the dog's mouth and not raising it in an upward sweeping motion. And you want to move it slow, not jerking it back really fast, because if you repeatedly pull the food away from the dog's face in a quick or an upward fashion, this can lead to a dog lunging harder and faster at your hand in order to get the food before you take it away. Another technique is dropping food on the floor rather than feeding the dog by hand. And there are instances that I will have clients drop the food on the floor. And again, those instances are usually when I'm working with kids before the dog learns to take the food properly for frightened people and for those who don't like dog germs on them. But you have to be careful that when the food is put on the ground, that it's just dropped on the ground next to their feet and not thrown or tossed far away. Because if the dog's coming up to you and then you throw the food, you're going to get the dog all wound up because either A, they're going to chase the food or B, again, you're going to increase how quickly and how hard that they come to your hand in an attempt to catch that food before it drops. And while this isn't my favorite technique, again, when I use it, I instruct the clients to just drop the food by their side and avoid tossing or throwing. Whenever I teach a child to feed a dog using the palm of their hand, I always place my hands around their fingers and their wrist so only a small section of the palm is exposed to the dog's mouth. And I will only allow a child to hand feed a dog if the dog is calm and after I ensure that the dog will not snatch food from their hand. Not only does teaching your dog to take treats calmly lower the chance of injury, it teaches your dog self-control. Dogs should only be rewarded when they exhibit appropriate behavior. Anyone who's interested in watching the short videos on the techniques that I discussed here or would like to read the information in this podcast can go to a blog that we started specifically for transcripts of the episodes. I also plan to start a short video on our ISCDT's YouTube page. Well, that's all we have for you on this topic, but we still have our quick tip of the day, and we will bring that to you after this brief message. Want to learn dog training? Enroll with ISCDT. Our online course consists of 18 lessons that teach dog training and canine behavior. Students work hands-on with dogs and provide a video diary of their work. Visit us at iscdt.com to learn more and enroll. Well, welcome back. Here is our quick tip of the day. If you are out of urine removal solution or at a friend's house and your dog urinates on the rug, buzzfeed.com indicates that you should pour baking soda over the spot, let it sit, and then vacuum it up. I've never tried this, but would love to hear if it's worked for you. I also love to hear if any of the techniques mentioned during this podcast help teach your dog to take treats softer. If you have additional techniques that work, please let me know. I will include your tips in a future podcast episode. You can reach me to share your stories and any additional tips at katie, K-A-T-I-E, at iscdt.com. If you like this podcast, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. In doing so, you can help other dog lovers find our podcast. Enjoy the first week of June, and we will be back next week to teach you to train them. Have a good day.